Hey y'all, it's Louise. Before we get started with today's episode, our last episode of 2020, I just wanted to say on behalf of Shatrice and I, thank you so much for all your support this year, for being with us, for laughing with us, for telling people about our podcast. Now towards the end of the episode, you'll hear about what your all's support really means, but we are so appreciative and so grateful for you. We are looking forward to 2021 and providing you with more hilarious episodes and more hilarious contents and inviting you to the court every week. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for supporting us. And let's get started with our last episode of 2020. You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Chatrice and Louise. Welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. And actually, our final episode for 2020 and for season two. So, yay. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chatrice. Hey, y'all. I'm Louise. (laughs) Wonderful. And Louise, tell the cuties, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Um, What have I been up to? So, it's the holidays. So, last time we recorded was... I don't even I can't remember the last time, but um, I've been just I've just been in project mode. Um, so last week, the week of the holidays, um, so the week of like Christmas Eve and Christmas was just relaxed and just like watching stuff. But like today, I'm like, ooh, last week of vacation, gotta get some projects done, and mm-hmm. so I'm working on the guest bedroom, or as I call it, Chatrice's room. Um, just like cleaning some stuff, and then my bookcase is like the major kind of things that I'm working on, but like you and I think we're both somewhere in this way is I just have a lot of projects happening simultaneously so it's like I'm just kind of bouncing around I don't really finish one I just kind of am like working on everything and nothing but every like stuff is getting done but it's like just trying to get things done before I go back to work well of course I can totally relate um since we last recorded I have been dealing with an interesting um episode days moments of tonsillitis um which I learned the itis part means infection of the tonsils Uh and so strep throat is a form of tonsillitis when I was trying to diagnose myself to the doctor (laughs) they were Mm -hmm. like sweetie that's not what that means I was like oh okay well I'm just telling you what WebMD told me honey (laughs) so y'all you know give me some scripts but um so yeah so my throat has been going through all the things and basically canceled all of my little travels to Tennessee and to like, you know, other places to, you know, see y'all and friends and stuff like that. So I've been, I've been more or less trapped at home. And then it like had, we had this beautiful snow. And so I was trapped at home in the snow on Christmas and it was actually just really kind of (laughs) nice. Like I was like, I'm not like, I don't feel you know, like sad or whatever. And kind of to your point of like, just having all these projects and things like I was like, you know, for what it's worth, I think this year, and I feel like I maybe always kind of felt like this, but I really do like enjoy my own company, especially when I I have stuff to do or whatever. And so it's like, I'm not just sitting here like in front of Netflix all day. Now I do sit in front of Netflix for a considerable amount of hours. Did I start you know, designated survivor a couple of days ago. Am I on the second season? Does every season wow. have like 20 episodes? Yes. But, <laughs> but in between those like pretty extensive gaps, of Netflix, <laughs> I do like projects, like I'm staining, I'm refinishing my staircase. And so I'm really actually excited. Like there's painting involved. There's, um, I ordered some wallpaper. There's, um, polyurethane which I'm a little nervous because that just sounds like really chemically but I right. have it um and so I've I have an electric cylinder now my first power tool so you know I've been doing all the things in this time that I've had to be in my house and I've kind of enjoyed it I really hate that like my plans haven't gone through like I have Christmas gifts in my back seat from like a week ago <laughs> but I'm like you know what I will okay. I will be, I will resume my black Mrs. Clausness at some point. Yeah. It's kind of like, I talked to my family. When did I talk to them? I think it was like Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve. And my mom was like, 
I wanted to send you stuff, but then things got hectic. And I was like, oh, I'd also plan to send y'all stuff too. Then things you know, got hectic. <laughs> and we're like, well, with USPS being so fucked up right now, we were just like, mm-hmm. it'll get to you by three Kings Day, January 6th. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be good. So actually I need to send stuff to them tomorrow now that I've gotten all the things. But yeah, I've had so many of my orders messed up, delayed. Like, it's just... It, this was not the season to online gift shop, I guess, but, or actually it was, Amazon never fucks up my shit, so. That's true, you know, Amazon, which I guess, like, gets delivered by, like, UPS or FedEx or something. No, I think they have their whole shipping, their own shipping stuff. Oh. Yeah, because when they ship to you, do you not have, do you not see the little black, the little black cars with, like, the blue stripe on them? No, but yeah. you know I live in this podunk town, so sure. I think mine is still UPS. Like, oh, okay. Ground truck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm sure it's different everywhere. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, look, Amazon does not play. Although I will say that wallpaper that I ordered last week Which I on saw. Christmas <laughs> through your lovely Amazon Prime has not been delivered and it is Monday. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them Christmas and Boxing Day. But right. after that, I need my shit to be shipped. <laughs> <laughs> <It's highly manner. laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely been... I think I've heard this, like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, like, being in the house or whatever, and, like, everyone's like, this is, you know, just a, an interesting holiday season to, to go along with the interesting year and things like that, so. So, I'm just glad that, you know, Louise has shown amazing patience, because we would have recorded <laughs> last week and had this episode out already, but I was like, I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk. And that's not really cute for y'all to listen to. And honestly, Louise says I sound fine now, but I can feel like how different my voice feels right now. So bear with us and my unsexy voice right now. I'll be sexy again in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to go out these last few days. It'll be fine. So I have to ask you this one last time for 2020 and season two. What is one relationship that is inspiring you for 2020, so not just this week, but maybe uh, just like, you know, just thinking about this year, what is one relationship that has stood out or inspired you? I have been watching both The Crown um, on season three, as well as uh, Christmas on the Square, the Dolly Parton film. And so, Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. One. So I want to be the queer uh, interracial couple that vogues in the town that Dolly Parton is an angel in. I think that is so emblematic of what I want in 2020. You know, just voguing in small towns. Lots of voguing. Lots of voguing that Dolly Parton is a part of. Like, I think, you know, it just reminds me that as people of color, we exist anywhere, even amidst homophobia and the eviction, being evicted by Christine Baranski's character. Have you not seen it? I thought you would have seen it by you know, now. I know. No, I've been getting like very um, it's, swept up in all these Christmas movies. So I'm, I'm very unorganized with it right now. So I don't even know. It's a good one. It's like 90 minutes. It's super funny. It's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I would say that's like my 20, this interracial couple that just vogues and busts out into song. I think. Yeah. But in some ways it is emblematic of 2020. Um, <laughs> maybe I just aspire because it's like, I am in an interracial relationship. Yes, we do bust out into song from time to time. And, <laughs> time. and so it's just, I'm like, oh, this is, maybe I see myself in that couple. We still have- Just add a little more voguing. Just add a little more voguing. Yeah, I love it. That's it. I mean, really what's not inspiring me in 2020 is, um, you know, the crown with uh, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, who's a horrible man. There's a lot of cheating happening, I think, we think. Naturally. Are there illegitimate children for the throne? Well, no, because we still haven't, we still haven't touched upon, um, you know, because like, you know, the rumors about like Prince Harry, like how do we get a redhead tossed in this whole mix of it? What? Why people stay being redhead randomly? Oh, when you look at that royal family, like no, there is no redhead. So it's like, no, is it, yeah, Prince Harry. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Prince William was like the brown. So it's like, people were like, oh, did Diana sleep with someone? Who knows? Well, you know, Diana did have, <laughs> she had her love affairs. But that's not to say that Charles is ugly ass and has some stuff. Too. Like they, all, I just feel like they all sleep around. It oh yes, very, I mean like... that's very apparent in watching the crowd. So it's kind of like, <laughs> cool. We're just all, we're just all out here. We're just all out. now. Is that supposed to be like for real, for real, like um, accurate I would say it's or half, and half? Like so, it's funny. Okay. Legitimately, after every episode, I'm like, 
the crown episode <laughs> what is real what is not real yes. so a lot of it is based on truth stuff um so it's like you know princess margaret's relationship to i forget tony something or another the person she ends up marrying he's like legitimately like bisexual and like slept with men and women and just was like in you know open relationships and threesomes and i'm like oh shit like nice. that was very like openly discussed and accepted mm-hmm. and I don't know. It was accepted in England? Accepted in the sense of maybe they just tolerate it. Acceptance is tolerating. (laughs) Acceptance, tolerance, you know, (laughs) one or the other. Uh, A relationship that, I don't know, inspires and stands out to me is Khadijah and Scooter. And I don't know how far you ever got. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I have season one at best. okay, Okay. Scooter was definitely not in season one. Um, but basically they're like childhood friends or like old friends, maybe from college or something like that. And then he comes back to town and they're like, you know, shooting the shit or whatever. And then they basically fall in love is the moral of the story. But then they're trying to figure out like, do we, don't we, we're friends. And then like, he has this career that's like on the rise. It's taking him like physically taking him like out of the country and stuff like that. And so they break up maybe once or twice, but they ultimately like find their way back to each other. And I was like, oh my gosh. And kind of thinking about, you know, our conversation with Haley and like others about like, you know, having that friendship as their foundation. Like they, like Uh, they uh were always going to be friends and it was just a matter of like, can we get this timing right to be like lovers and, you know, partners and like, and stuff like that. And they do. And I just think that's, you know, much like um, this, uh, is it a gay couple who who was voguing this gay interracial couple voguing through the streets, you know, of Pigeon Forge, I assume. Which also maybe we should go to Pigeon Forge because like Dolly Parton's there. Um, but much like them, I think they just kind of like we have to figure things out in adversity. We as in POC, we as in POC queer people, like just anyone who's on the margin. And I think they like you know they had their hiccups, but they figured it out. And it was a '90s kind of world, and you know everyone was glad to have their girls, but they wanted to you know she wanted a boo too. So I'm here for it. Before we head into our main little topic and recap for today. I wanted to give a shout out for the culture because it is Kwanzaa. <laughs> I love your singing. There's not, yes. there's not like a theme song for Kwanzaa. I don't know. <laughs> is there not? I would have thought. Well, bitch, much like how I wasn't really ever even taught what Kwanzaa was. Like, as a kid, if there is a theme song, I wasn't taught that either but yes it's day three do you know what day <laughs> yes <laughs> today is ujima i think i'm saying ujima? It right. okay yes. the community yes. active and informed togetherness on matters of common interest thank so. you very much oh wait oh wait no oh, I don't think so. okay. I no, no you're right you're right well because there's umoja there's ujima and there's ujimaya uh-huh uh twitter internet tell me if i'm Gotcha. Okay, I was like, but hey. there's multiple there's multiple U words here. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so umoja. Oh shit. This is like kombucha, umoji, ujama, niya kumba, imani, kwanzi. Which I think is so beautiful. I Yawanzi? No, 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 Amani as a name. <laughs> I think it's such a beautiful name. Amani, yes, yes. And sorry if I got my black card taken for not knowing how to pronounce all of those. My people, I apologize. This is what happens when you grow up in the South. Like, they don't tell yeah. you about any of this stuff. I feel like it was last year where I really, like... Yes! I, like, <laughs> I think I have some photos of you from last year. Yes! We were really trying to, like, just come up with our modern-day, like, ways to celebrate Kwanzaa. Because I had a thought, which is that... Well, no, I had a realization, which is that Kwanzaa was not an African holiday. It literally was created for slash by slash for black americans like it literally is for black americans not for africans and i was like i don't care about kwanzaa like as a kid or whatever i was like what i mean i don't know i got my christmas presents i'm not african like why does this matter and i'm like how did no one ever tell me (laughs) as a kid maybe i didn't say that out loud like how uninterested i was but like someone should have told me like it was for me as a black american and you know what bill cosby is a lot of things a lot of horrible things but he is a good, I guess, producer of television. And he had the little animated show called Little Bill. 
And oh. there definitely was Kwanzaa episodes. So I probably should. Yes. Well, and actually, I'll tell you how I learned about Kwanzaa. It was the Proud Family episode, <laughs> which I should watch. Actually, I should watch today. Because that, yeah. that was the only, I think it was just one episode, but it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. they like went through the different days. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I was like, this is really, I really, I mean, I do like the holiday season. I think there's something magical about it, right? There's so many Dang. festivals of light. Like, yes. There, you just have so many things. Like, um, you know, you have, sorry Christmas Hanukkah, <laughs> Hanukkah Kwanzaa like you have like winter solstice you have boxing day you have dolly day no I'm kidding I don't know if dolly day is thing, <laughs> but but there's just so many festivals Actually, I would of love life. that right dolly day uh <laughs> I'm sure she has to have a day in her sure. where's she from is she from Virginia Forge I think so yeah okay. so I'm sure was, she has I'm to have a day sure there's like a pro- proclamation like Dolly Parton day yes but anyway we are in Kwanzaa so happy Kwanzaa <laughs> happy Kwanzaa Yes, and I'll try to link, I'll link some article in our, I'll put an article of what Kwanzaa is in our episode notes. Yes, thanks so much, Louise. And because then we say like, you need to watch a black, blackity black movie, find a black business. Because we're like, watch uh, Black Panther. I feel like we're like making Oh, very last year, yeah. Oh, that would be cute. find that list. Yeah. A good list. Because, sorry, all that to say, I was saying last year that like, okay, actually, if I do have kids, I do actually want to like celebrate Kwanzaa. Mm -hmm. Like I do want them to like celebrate being black 365 days. And since we have this whole ass holiday, much like how Juneteenth was kind of celebrated, but like whatever. I'm honestly surprised Kwanzaa hasn't like, this was the year for Kwanzaa to really take off, but like, I don't know who's supposed to lead the charge in that. So anyway, I will take responsibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, next year. Somebody black, like, I don't know who the leaders. Like, right. Yes. Like, we'll do a full-blown but Kwanzaa situation. I think that's actually kind of cool because it's like, you know, you go from Kwanzaa in December. If you make a whole month out of, like, MLK Day, and then you make a whole <laughs> month, like, with the whole month of Black History Month, like, yeah. three months. Keep it black from... December 26th to February 28th. That's going to be. <laughs> That's the logo. Yes. I love it. I love it. So yeah. Or logo, be... slogan, whatever. Slogan, the, the, the mantra, all the things. Yes. Um, but yes. Yeah, so happy holidays to everyone. And hopefully y'all are having, you know, great time distanced or with your family and hopefully your loved ones as well. So we thought, you know, since this is our last episode of 2020 and for uh, season two, we just do like a little like walk down memory lane, some recap. I have some fun like stats because did you know that um, Tinder does, what do they call it? A year in swipe, like no. like kind of like a, yeah, they do a year in swipe at the end of every year wow, okay. where they like do their 10 biggest trends and I found some other things. So I figured we could go through some of those, talk about some of our highlights and all that jazz. Yeah. No, we'll start with this one. We'll start with a little quiz. Okay. So I have a quiz for you, and I hope I remember Ooh. the correct answers. Yes, <laughs> I, thought, I was like, I can't just put the answer here because then Louise will see it. So, okay, my first question. So this is from an article um, on Vox.com that also kind of had some, like, uh, end-of-the-year recaps, whatever. And so my first question is, the pandemic made it easier for which of the following groups to date? A, college students. B, single parents. See the elderly. I'm gonna go uh, single parents. I'm gonna say wild parents. Single parents <laughs> is my. Maybe they did get wild. And you are correct. Oh, that's <laughs> so fun. Because basically, with everyone having to do like uh, distance, not even distancing, but like um, what do you call it? Like these Zoom dates and yeah. chats, and it basically meant that parents didn't have to find babysitters. Like everybody had their ass on the couch and just trying to like make your love connections while little Tommy is over there playing with his toys. So yeah, right. it made it easier for um, single parents, but harder for college students because basically Gen Z has not been into this whole like Zoom get to know you bullshit. No. And like they just have lost interest. And for those who were like dating someone maybe last semester, things were fizzling out because like they didn't see each other. And I was like, Ooh, I feel very uh, seen and Gen Z in this moment because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like I think it's easier for things to fizzle out when you don't see each other physically. Um, even though we're such a digital like world and you know we rely on that, it's there's there's just no replacement for like face to face, like in person, like connections and things like that. So, yes, good job. Okay, next question. Um, 
What percent of single people reported having had sex with a non-romantic roommate since March? 12%, 25%, or 42%? Ooh, what percentage of single people? <laughs> it's like we're on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I love it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go high, 42%. You are incorrect. Uh- well, I was actually trying to quickly Google the answer because I was like, wait, are you correct? No, I think you're correct. So I believe the answer is 25%. And so okay. basically um, what the article is getting at, I think it's called situational section, situational sexual behavior. And so basically 25% of people have slept with their roommates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so shit. Like, Sorry, I didn't yeah. I didn't understand the yeah. context of that question. What percent yeah. of are having sex with a non-romantic roommate? Wow. Yes, like so specifically, like just someone you was just cohabitating with for five years and whatever, and you end up fucking them. Oh my god! Because mm-hmm. times, like, think about it. You're already quarantined with them. Like, if you have sex with each other, that means you don't have to bring in another right. sexual partner into your bubble. It's not ideal, but in a, in a way, it kind of is very ideal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, hmm. Would I have slept with the roommate if I had one? I was going to ask Possibly. Possibly. I mean, why the fuck not? Because I'm like, well, okay. If I I've only... thought about it. You've thought about it before? Yeah. I just wonder, like, how... I want to know what the fallout has been of that. Like, right. have people um, become partners? Have they had to move out? Like, those are other things that I think about. Courting cuties, if you have slept with your roommate, <laughs> please let us know. Yes, please let us know. Okay. So um, we'll go here. So dating apps, so like Tinder, um, Bumble, what's the other one? Hinge, all that. Have Uh seen um, blank percent increase in users slash subscribers. I love that it's 10, 11, or 12. And I'm like, (laughs) dang. Okay, I'm just going to go high again, 12. 12? Uh You are incorrect. So close. It was 11. So you have Plus or minus one. Plus or minus one, right. So basically, since the pandemic started, like oh. 11% more people have like gotten on. Ah. That's actually kind of cute. I'm curious it's not higher, but I feel yeah. like if people have, like I wonder if people have been going outside of dating apps, right? Like remember that story? I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast episode, but I had heard a story during the pandemic. Like I think these two dudes started like a dating matchmaking service on an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. Remember was how that you? Story? Yeah, I okay, think I yes. that story with you. And, and yes. I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. So I also wonder if people sought out other alternative ways, like mm-hmm. Facebook groups. I mean, Clubhouse wasn't a thing then, but I'm like, I wonder, I'm surprised it's actually that low. But I mean, I guess if they have well, a million people, here's... 10% is, you know. Exactly. Anyway, I'm surprised it's not Exactly. Higher. Well, and that's the thing that I was going to say, because like, if you see the next question, it's like a lot of us already were on the apps. And so Uh, it probably uh, isn't that many, you know, more people who haven't ever been on an app before. You know what I mean? Like, think about like, basically our age group do apps, probably people in their 40s, maybe do apps. Obviously, there's always people who are reluctant, but I think ultimately, most people find their way to a dating app at some point. And so this is just like, the new users and the new subscribers. So you know, that could mean something. Um, but yes, so I'll pause it on the quiz and ask okay. you a question of a little reflection question. So what is one thing that you feel like you've learned about relationships in 2020? Mm, I think one of the things that I would say I learned is how to really make like being in a relationship like a partnership, right? And it's Ooh. about honoring one's needs, but also making space to have flexibility I think Mm -hmm. is the the greatest way I can put it you know like I want to make sure that what I want you know what I want to see happen like is happening but I don't have to be right I think it's realizing I don't have to be right all the time I'm not right all the time it doesn't always have to be my way or the highway like I think I think compromise is, and compromise I think is such like a word that has like such a weird connotation. Like I think it means mm-hmm. like, I think there's a subservience wrapped in it, right? Or this kind of like, you know, I'm still mad I didn't get my way, but it's like, oh no. Like to me, compromise really means just like, 
kind of like when I think like of a recipe, right? It's like, you know, one part, one part my needs, another part someone else's. And really like the third part, it might be like a new idea, like not, neither of us have ever thought. So, you know, mm-hmm. not to be like tip, stereotypical, but it's like compromise, I think is one thing that I definitely uh, learned about relationships in 2020. Um, and also I will say the one thing that I learned about relationships literally just like 10 minutes ago uh, <laughs> is so He's like pre-recording like revelations that we right, have. Right. Yeah. Uh, but something I think I learned like literally 10 minutes ago is uh, so context. So I'm doing projects and cleaning, like I said. And so a couple months ago, I believe I shared with the courting cuties, like I went, you know, home back to my parents, drove, um, and then came back, but I brought a lot of stuff back with me. And so I'm just now starting to go through that again. And I found mm-hmm. like, literally, I actually forgotten for how long I've been journaling. I've been journaling since I've been like 15 or 16. And so I Aww, found all so these old, old journal entries from when I was like literally 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of sad. I'm like, <laughs> I went to my partner and I was like, I was depressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but like, I was writing some of these things that were like, I don't feel pretty. Like, how could anyone ever love me? Like all of these mm-hmm. things. And I'm mm-hmm. realizing it's like, let's say it's 15 years of, you know, struggling with like self-worth and self-image and recognizing I'm lovable. I'm not going to unlearn that in a year. That's like literally. Yep. That's so true. And I think instinctively, if you were to mention that, I wouldn't be like revelation. Like, of course I agree, but I think it was a good reminder to be like, oh shit. Like I really, I can't, because sometimes I I will get mad, not mad at myself, but I like, you know, kick myself a little bit because I'm like, why, why aren't I doing this more in this relationship? Why aren't Mm -hmm. I being like X, Y, Z? And it's like, it's like, bitch, you got to unlearn literally 15 years of these things that you told yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't know if we're allowed to do a little sharing of who we're going to have next season, but I'm really in one of those conversations, in that conversation, maybe we can get some wisdom about how do you unlearn things that you have yes been building for many yes. years and in my case literally 15 it's like bitch I was like how was I 15 years old like telling myself I'm like and literally in college it was like I was like oh is this depression I was like truly like I'm like oh shit maybe I was was that depressed, <laughs> depressed. <laughs> depressed. because I'm like and it's weird because it's like literally I'm a broken record for so many years of my life and well into mm-hmm. my 20 like you know well into being 25 I'm like oh shit so anyway well and I'm just sitting here like one like obviously like you're good I always say I'm like ooh, like journaling is not my thing but I always love people who like can consistently do it and like keep their you know it's like because it's a record it's like a record but I'm thinking how vulnerable honestly you were like as a 15 year old to be able to articulate that even if just in writing because that's something that I would have never been able to like say out loud or put on paper like I would have I totally felt that way but I don't even know if I had the words to like articulate it or like the words or like the I don't know like the the vulnerability to to write it and put it out there and like fully acknowledge it like I'm very much like a "Mm," like I feel this way in anyone any like you know I don't know licensed professional who would talk to me could say like this is what's happened like this is basically what you're saying but I I don't know like I don't think I would have been able to like be honest enough with myself to say like yeah like this is how I feel even though I may like have actions that would confirm or affirm like those thoughts so that's I mean I just think that's really cool that you're able to like just say that and write that and put that out there like as a 15 year old because that's like some deep shit I, like, I was like at 30 I'm just now like unpacking <laughs> yeah. so the fact that you were like t- you were like kind of like tiptoeing into it at 15 I think that you know yeah I know it's very interesting like and I and I do want to read more of it like I was literally just reading tangentially like you know just like a couple pages that were showing up here and there but I, I do want to go back and read it just to kind of be like oh my gosh we're where is this like self-awareness coming from? And I could like mm-hmm. make an argument, like being a young queer kid, like in the closet, you're just like so aware of everything. You're aware mm-hmm. of who you are, mm-hmm. how your body shows up, spaces you're in, how, like, I'm just aware of everything. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not surprised. Like I was this aware and this in tune with myself, but it's just sad. That's a good point. It's sad that like 15 year old me, like, and maybe this is all about healing the inner child, but like it's sad that 15 year old me didn't have like a space to, 
really process that or I guess maybe have someone process it with them right Mm -hmm. like that no like I'm like oh my gosh could you imagine if I or any of us had gotten therapy at like 15 right like oh my gosh (laughs) like what what, who would we be like the international implications of it all (laughs) this parallel universe that I'm not ready for right and as someone who like kind of believes in parallel universes, I'm like, maybe there is a parallel universe that my like myself is like getting like this help. And so anyway, so, uh, so yeah, dope. this is giving me, this is giving me like, uh, is fodder. Okay. This is giving me fodder. <laughs> things that you were, <laughs> uh, things to think about for mm-hmm. next season. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm like, I, I have so many like thoughts and follow-up questions that I won't get started with here, but I'm like, Ooh, maybe we do. I'm like, is this all the Kate episode where we just really like, ask all of our like therapy, our deepest, darkest secrets and questions? Because I'm like, I, that's the piece that like when I think about parenting and like the potential of becoming a parent or, you know, a mother or whatever, how, like how do you deter, like your kids, I don't know, like when I was 15, I wasn't going to talk to my mom about like stuff like that. And so like who was supposed to like get me into therapy? You know what I mean? Like who mm-hmm. would have... And so how do people deal with that? And I know some parents who are like, yeah, like I took my kid to therapy. And I'm like, oh, like, how did you even, you know, think to do that? Because we all need it. It's not a bad thing, obviously. We know that now. I don't know that my mom would have been like, <laughs> I know for a fact that she well, would not have been on board. And, but let like, t- and let me tell you, um, what was that? When I talked to my mom a couple of weeks ago, she was telling me something about like my little sister, who's like actually a teenager now, was mm-hmm. like, I kind of need to see someone like maybe talk your to sister my, said that my sister to my oh, good for her. To my mom or to my doctor to her doctor or something and I was like work like really gives me hope for I don't know what her generation is I think it's she's gen z but like it gives yeah. me hope that maybe like these things will you know the cycles of that healing is happening and like you know cycles are being broken I, I think I read somewhere and it's like one of those um I don't know what they call it there's probably a name to it where a statistic looks like it's getting worse but it's actually a good thing like when there's more um cases of like sexual assault reported on a college campus it doesn't mean that like sexual assault has increased it means the reporting has increased um and so like uh, similarly I've read that like there are more Gen Zers like going to therapy and working through like mental illness or acknowledging it now and I think it's just because it's becoming like more like socially acceptable and yes that looks like more kids in therapy but it means that like (laughs) none of us had therapy as kids and look at us now (laughs) maybe this next generation mm-hmm. will be quite all right I think something that I've learned and I feel like I've said before is that I know that there are good men out there um and so like even in my like moments of like ugh, dating which is kind of like where I'm at right now I'm like I know there are good men out there um and that sometimes I guess within itself can be a revelation because it doesn't always feel like it like I've dated I guess I would say maybe like two and a half three guys this year I don't know (laughs) I don't know however one would like to quantify dating but I dated a couple of guys this year and I feel like it was it always kind of started at a time where I was like oh like I feel like I have to get back on these apps and it's a bummer and like there they were they were good guys now obviously it didn't work for one reason or another Mm -hmm. but I'm like it doesn't mean that there aren't more guys out there. And actually, actually, on that note, I did want to share with the cuties because I do believe we'll have this episode released before uh, before December 3rd. So send, or excuse me, before January 3rd. So Sunday, January 3rd is called Dating Sunday. I can't remember if that's the actual name, but the first Sunday of the year is when dating apps see the most activity throughout the entire oh. year. Yes. So the first Sunday, everyone under the sound of my voice, get your little profiles ready, get your cute little Christmas pics and all the stuff updated because Sunday, January 3rd will be the highest like day and usage of dating apps. So I'm going to make a whole weekend out of it. <laughs> I was going to say. Get back those apps I feel like we should. Yeah, that that we should like promote that or something in some ways. I think Dating Sunday is such a great idea because with it being kind of the tail end of cuffing season, it gives mm-hmm. either people like an opportunity to still partake in cuffing season for one more month or mm-hmm. like kind of eclipse that and kind of, you know, set things up 
for after Valentine's and going into the Ooh, spring and right, summer. Right. And so I think dating Sunday, oh, that's so awesome. I love that it exists. Isn't that like, thank you. Um, thank you to Mona Hoffman from Dates and Maids podcast. Cause that's, Work. I've heard her talk about that before and she's like a dating coach. And I, yeah. and I just hadn't, um, I just listened to one of her episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, we're going to um, be able to get something out before dating Sunday as well. And so, and I think, um, what I've been feeling like as of late in regards to dating is just very nonchalant about it. I'll be honest. Like I just haven't been, I'm like, wow. Like I have three dating apps on my phone. One I've never even dove into. It's just, it was overwhelming to have three at once, which I know like I should max it to anyway, but like usually like I'll kind of like, you know, peruse the mumbles, peruse the Tinder. But lately I'm just like, mm, I'm not really interested. And I'm like, I'm just going to honor that and be with that. Now I, you know, I have loosely engaged in cuff, uh, I've loosely engaged in um, cuffing season. And so that, and and that's really all I've needed for now. Like, I'm like, right. that's all I can handle. Like, truly I'm dating this mother effing house. <laughs> like I get so excited working on projects and stuff like that. I'm like, that's, that's consuming my energy that maybe. And, I feel, and I feel like winter you is just different than like summer you, which makes sense. Ooh. You know, like I think winter you, you're much more like, let's keep things close. And, but then once mm-hmm. like, the sun comes out, so do you, which the sun comes sense. out, the thighs come out, you the know, side, <laughs> yeah, the sun and thighs come out. But I mean, yes. I, think, I think that just makes sense. Like, given you know who you are your personality your astrology sign and some people really thrive in this this type of stuff and I'm sure people have like really thrived in this kind of like COVID dating scene who maybe Mm -hmm. don't want to meet people like I'm sure some people have and I would love to hear those stories yes um and and I would not be one of them (laughs) that we thrive in different ways and you're right like I very much um relate to I don't know uh, a forest bear of I don't know bear types polar bear who whichever the bears are that like hibernate in the winter I'm yeah. very much like let me just at any the given men who are bears or the animal bears <laughs> I relate to all bears human and <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, you know, amassing more body fat to keep myself warm. I just opened my electricity bill and that shit was outrageous. <gasps> so I was like, it was 198 for us. Bitch, 170. Like what? I was like, I keep this shit. We know. keep this shit cold. I'm like for that. Let me crank this the heating up. Like, I tell you that all the time. I'm like, I might as well crank it up if y'all don't charge me anyway. But how the fuck? Like. I'm like, okay, I need to like read. It's just, I should have told <laughs> you. No, I mean, it, but it's, does, a bigger, it's a bigger house. It, it's just a bigger house thing. Like, I think it's just, you have more square footage and. I like to say that's a big takeaway for 2020 for me is that there, the dating pool is ever changing and ever mm. evolving. And even though I am not physically changing my location, because I, I often think about like how many of my friends moved away and fell in love. <laughs> and I'm like, I think the solution is just that like, I need to move. I'm like, no, like, I think I can stay put and still experience like a good, um, you know, good dating and good relationships and things like that. But everything ebbs and flows. And so just like, you know, mm-hmm. with Dating Sunday coming up, there'll be more people on because it's a new year, new energy and things like that. But like that's happened during the pandemic, too. There's been people who have gotten on the apps that weren't on the apps before. And so I'm like, you know, it's just it's I want to, you know, meet someone serendipitously, sure, like in person, but maybe there's like a digital version of serendipity yeah. and that is what I will attempt to take advantage of. So, yeah. Um, it's something I was thinking about. I don't know if you're like a ritual person like I am, meaning like you kind of just need to do some actions to kind of like legitimize um, a thing that you want to do, right? So, I don't know if any I don't know if that is making any sense but the tip I want to give you for dating Sunday is like mm-hmm. maybe maybe you should make out of dating Sunday like a day for yourself where you do like a nice shower like or a bath <laughs> you like dress up like, I do you, ritually like, shower every three days she showers no, <laughs> but just like you know put on something nice like do do things that like as if you're going on a date like right like make it make it because it's like Listen, I as I'm recording this podcast, I'm literally in a big ass sweater and sweatpants. It's so cute, <laughs> uh, but it's like you know, as but, I am. Awesome. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like maybe for dating Sunday, there, there's something to be said. You know, that would be my tip to you: is look good on that's that, day. even if you're just like swiping right on Tinder. But it'll just—I <laughs> don't know. I, I'm a firm believer in energies too, so it's like you know, just 
just things you can put, things you can wear, you know, wear white, do something that like, or just anything that makes you feel good. No, that's a good, that's a good idea. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yes. So. Well, we'll, we, as the Courting Cuties will look forward to, we, or I and the Courting Cuties look forward to your update on dating. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. <laughs> now that means I'm like fully committed to doing it. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the pot. Like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for myself. And I'm going to do it for the pot as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep y'all posted. Season three coming at you. Um, but yes, okay, love it. Okay, so speaking of the dating apps and our our age group, what percent of young adults under 40 say they've used a dating site or app ever? Oh, oh, maybe I can end on a strong note, but I'm going to okay. say 62%. You are correct. Woo! Or was it 81? <laughs> No, that, that will remain a mystery. <laughs> I feel like it has to be 62%. I, I feel like it is too, because I almost feel like I made all the correct answers B, but then I was like, Louise is going to catch up. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about this for the second question. <laughs> so, anywho, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, at the end of every year, Twitter, Twitter, just kidding, Tinder reveals its most popular trends and things like that um, called the year and swipe. And so I wanted to share with you and the cuties the 10 um, biggest, some of the 10 biggest topics that they had listed here. Um, so Black Lives Matter, and I don't know that these were in any particular order, but it seems like maybe from biggest change to smallest, maybe um, Black Lives Matter was listed as like the number one change. Mm-hmm. Um, Tinder, Tinder use, Tinder users mentioned Black Lives Matter on their profile 55 times more in 2020 than they did in any previous year, especially in June, which obviously makes a lot of sense. And actually, I think I maybe just added Black Lives Matter to mine because I was like, I was like, obviously, I believe in Black Lives Matter, doy. Um, but I was like, I don't know that this is like the space where I want to like mm-hmm. start off with those conversations because I. I remember this one guy was like, what are your thoughts on like, did he say genocide or like something? It was one of the first questions. He, I was like, how about like, what are you looking for in a relationship? (laughs) Like, like, do we have to go there right um, away? But I actually did end up seeing when Tinder gave like those little like uh, topics of interest thingies, um, little five options you could pick. A lot of people, uh, a lot of guys did have Black Lives Matter. And I was hmm. like, well, that's really awesome. So let me not like pretend like that doesn't matter to me, though I do love wineries. <laughs> do I love wineries <laughs> more than Black Lives Matter? I don't know. Just, or you can love them not. just the same. I can love them just the same. Black Lives Matter was a trend. Um, pandemic pickup lines, um, aka like quarantine and chill wash your hands so you can come home mine that's I, actually really cute did you use that one cute. i did no i didn't use any um quarantine uh pickup lines i think i just said like rona free and honestly the way my heart's been feeling who fucking knows? No, just kidding. um but this um the summer i think yeah i saw a few i feel like this is where white men thrive like in these like pickup lines that are like you know relevant to the culture at large or whatever and so I definitely saw a lot that made me laugh and I was like I'm still in a swipe left because I can't deal with your you know confederate flag but here we go um a lot of people mentioned tiktok um there were 10 times more face mask pics than last year Mm. I'm curious what are your thoughts on putting a face mask pic on a dating app profile I would be for it I think having a face mask on dating profile shows like you're taking this seriously mm-hmm. now if it's one of two no one of ten sure. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's what i was thinking yeah. i'm like because you can show personality if you're wearing like a cute like mask like you can show personality right which i think is always with what your eyebrows no no with your mask like if you have like you know artists, oh the mask on, itself okay says, like you know biden harris <laughs> yes you know. okay got it yes okay that's fair okay. Mm-hmm. um a lot of mention of Tiger King and Carol Baskin. Which I never watched, so. No, me neither. Okay, me neither. Um, a lot of mention of, like, voting and getting people to vote. So I thought that was cool. 2020 I, would have been such an interesting year to do dating apps. Like, I feel like everything that happened could happen in 20. <laughs> but, like, in the sense of, like, they're, even reading through this list, I'm like, 
face masks, like Carol, like there's just so many things that happened, which maybe mm-hmm. it just because of, maybe because it, 2020 is set against uh, COVID in the background. It seems like everything is just heightened. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this year is actually just like every other year, except we, this year we have COVID, but it would just be so interesting because it gives you so many things. I don't know. I don't know. Do you it think, so been you're saying there's more things to talk about or more things to like, it seems like because when I guess maybe I'd be curious to read last year's right so like how Mm -hmm. how much of because it seems like a lot of these things maybe three or four out of the ten are impacted by COVID right like I think of like I mean a lot of these things that became cultural stuff were just exasperated because we were all at home right like animal crossing um the masks the passport feature I mean those are things that Mm -hmm. COVID I mean so if half of their trends are COVID I don't know it would have been interesting but it like it's kind of like was there more mess or more nonsense like <laughs> in 2020 I don't know right I don't know, and obviously you can speak from your perspective but I would have sure I think I really would I'm like I'm like this year felt like every other fucking year <laughs> more nonsense but obviously to your point they're de- like these are the stats for a reason people were you know talking about like voting and Black Lives Matters and apparently what which I thought was really funny that what AK, and that is Cardi B and Meg The Stallion's um, What Ass Pussy. Um, I love that they made it to the top 10 list when the song only came out like a couple months ago. <laughs> like, right. Was it really that big like of a, of a thing? Which I guess it kind of was. It was, yeah. There were a lot of thought pieces on it. <laughs> and not to be, not thought, T-H-O-T, but thought, T-H-O-U-G-H-T. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't make yourself laugh who can you, you know exactly exactly but yes i love whenever you can kind of replace the word thought with thought like i just i love it i was going to ask you about the tinder passport feature is that something yeah. you had before yeah, is that so tinder i had gold? it when i was tinder gold i think mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah i can't remember because i feel like there was different levels in tinder gold if i remember correctly but yeah that's mm-hmm. a that's a wait how many levels like there was a couple different levels you can pay oh, okay. for like Tinder okay. premium. Um, mm. And I can't remember. Cause I think there was like a really basic one where you got, where you could only see your like gold ones. I forget, but yeah, okay. that, that was a, that was not part of the free one, but also <laughs> as we realized like Tinder is pretty sexist and gendered in the way they do a lot of things. So they give, mm-hmm. you know, women certain features and not others like really. Cause remember when I was like, oh, what was that. it? Who did I? I think it was like uh, I can't remember what way, but yeah, I feel like they're very particular. Was it the number of swipes you had in a day? I think it was like the that? number of swipes, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. it was like I feel like when mm-hmm. you and me just went to like when we did our trip, there was something we discovered where it was like, why am I getting less swipes? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like, like someone I, got tapped out. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They they do some interesting things. I think are very geared towards you know certain genders, but well, yeah, because I think I have to swipe damn near enough to get like carpal tunnel before it tells me I'm right out. and that's only maybe happened like twice and I must have been bored as fuck like I don't know why <laughs> or maybe I was said maybe that was when I was like actually testing it out to see if it would like give me a limit um but it took it took a while to get there for me like as a cis straight woman um so you know they they foolish in that way but yeah so and um the top 10 emojis <laughs> The shrug emoji, the black heart emoji, a plant, which I'm guessing is for weed or something. Oh, maybe. Um, you know, because I just feel like there's a lot of 420. There's constant references to 420. The tiger, which obviously tiger, tiger king. The yeah. little face emoji with the mask. The black, you know, power fist, um, which I feel like goes maybe with the black heart too. Um, the brain exploding emoji. The toilet paper emoji, which I didn't know was an emoji shopping cart emoji and the voting ballot emoji uh, i was like those all make total sense with the, all the that's very 2020 said. right there very, like this is 2020 and an emoji nutshell oh maybe we should like we should definitely like post this yeah. uh this little like image here but yeah anyway so yeah i thought that was fun and i just have a couple more um stats for a couple more quiz quizlets for you now this quiz is brought to you by datingnews.com so which <laughs> and i have this article pulled up to <laughs> which two states have had the highest um have the highest oh. marriage rate okay i'm gonna say so i get two options yes so sorry a nevada b alaska c california d hawaii e delaware i'm gonna say nevada for one 
and Delaware. Mm, you are, I don't know what sound you want to make for this. You are part correct and part incorrect. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. I want that sound to be um, elevated for all the half right, half wrong. So yes, you are correct on Nevada, which totally makes sense, right? Like Vegas and like all that. Oh, and, and see, I thought of Mormons. <laughs> But I think that's Utah. So, <laughs> yes, that is correct. That that is not correct. But you got. I didn't think of Las Vegas. That's funny. <laughs> oh, the Mormons, right? No, okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe some of the Mormons come to Vegas too. Um, but the second one is actually Hawaii, and I was like, hmm. destination weddings. Destination weddings, yeah. I guess. Like, because I guess if you got your marriage license there, is maybe what they're counting. And so you'll probably then know. Um, the answer maybe to this one which state has the highest just one which state has the highest divorce rate oh i don't know oh wait is it two <laughs> wait a second i think it might be two <laughs> um no it's one but okay yes no it's one okay so which state has the highest divorce rate a nevada b alaska c california d hawaii oh. e oregon c california you are Incorrect. What made you? What made you say? Celebrities. So actually, the state with the highest divorce rate is the same as the state with the highest marriage rate. It's Nevada, (laughs) because basically, as quick as people get married in Nevada, they get divorced. But um, I put I changed out Delaware for Oregon because I wanted to make a note that there is a town in Oregon specifically um, that has the highest divorce rate, like as far as like towns, but at state overall is Nevada, but there's a town in Oregon that 20% of like divorces come from. Isn't that wild? That's so wild. I'm like, yes. And Indy, uh, Indiana was like the third, I guess one or whatever. So Nevada, Oregon, Indiana, if you're trying to get divorced, you'll be in good company. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You'll find your fellow divorcees there, but also Nevada for if you're trying to get married, because so is apparently everyone else. Um, ooh, I love this one. And I think I know the answer. Okay. So, <laughs> which, you know, we'll see. What percent of millennials are single slash have never been married? Oh, 59%. Oh, good job. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. I'm pretty sure. That's, I'm pretty sure that's correct because I remember saying like, oh yeah, no, that is correct. Because I was like, okay. Even though I feel like I see a new living room wedding every fucking week and a new little backyard wedding oh and my God. everyone yeah. on my timeline like literally I kid you not someone like just got me I was like didn't we just get engaged but I'm like you know what it's fucking pandemic live your life sis right. but I was like that's like I feel like the fourth person in the last like couple of months that like has been married and here I am and granted I did just say like I'm not really in the dating space right now like I'm not in the headspace for dating but I'm like uh okay like I get it everyone's like happy happily wed and all these things but still most of us most millennials have never been um married and are still single so we're actually outnumbering the couples it just feels like we're being outnumbered even though I feel like our podcast is geared towards single people our audience is not single so it's like why do you listen to us? Obviously, we're amazing and our voices sound great and we have good chemistry, which we've heard from a lot of people, but it's like, oh. Subscribe and rate. <laughs> subscribe and rate, please. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you thought about that, but that, that's kind of interesting because I would almost expect when I look at our statistics or I think about who listens to our podcast, like that's not reflected in our listenership. Also, it, this is bad data because it's like our single <laughs> never married are two very different things. And so I'm like, the fact that they lumped it together, I'm like, ugh, that's so lazy. Well, and you know, I saw this and I was like, as, as I said earlier, like I've been dealing with like this tonsillitis throat stuff. And so I've gone to like the um, urgent care centers a couple of times and I just love like how they just can't not ask me of my dating and relationship status. I'm like, do you have to, like, does it matter that I'm a single person? Like literally like, oh, are you married or single? And I'm like, are those my only two options? What if I'm like, consciously uncoupled and like I'm okay. <laughs> yes but yeah I'm like oh it's always so irritating to have to like mark that because I'm like what the fuck does it matter but I guess it's like some statistics or 
whatever. Really? But, like, what does um, it have to do with my overall health? Like, right. it directly relates to, I mean, in COVID times, it's really helpful to know, but. But I can't hear out of my right ear. Would I be able to hear out of my right ear if I was married? <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> well, you know what? And I said 41%. Actually, um, so 59% of us are single slash have never been married. But the other 41 wasn't totally of people in relationships. It, like there was like 11% that were divorced. And so like technically there's, that's why I put never married because there's technically, I guess you could be single and divorced, yeah. but that's not, so there's like all of these. Well, um, and it's kind of like, I mean, like a widow. Anyway, well, like this gets into like our podcasting. It's like, it's not called dating in color. I think there's something beautiful about courting in color because I feel like dating applies as kind of like stagnant, like, oh, I'm dating someone. Whereas courting is like very flexible. Like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. it's like a pre-dating stage. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, all that to say, thank you all for listening. <laughs> Let us know like what you, what you like love about the podcast, what you want to hear from us for next year. What was your favorite episode this year or this season? Oh, so many to choose from. I know! We have, this is what, episode 23, so you have 23. I have 22. 22. 22. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can pick one. I actually wasn't, wasn't really ready for this question. Okay, sorry, so and gonna... I, I will say I did. I mentally knew I was going to ask it, but I didn't have it written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I'm trying to think. I mean, my favorite, my favorite moments of these two seasons this huh. year. I think I've just been able to like bring our friends. I mean, I think it's just really nice yeah. to like have them be a part of something, you know. And I really appreciate them lending, you know, their time, their energy, their input, their thoughts, like because they are not us right and so they have different things that they can share in different perspectives definitely Um, I mean I just like remember everything from like you know uh Tamara's like Brooklyn bad boy or (laughs) you know just like Haley's friends and lovers like we had Brian we had Diane we had uh Keisha I mean it's just like I think I don't know if I got everyone I I think I I got everyone that's everybody Tamara Brian um Diane Keisha Haley I think that was maybe. I think it. that was it. But anyway, <laughs> I just I'm really I'm really grateful for um all of that too. I mean, I think so much of this podcast gets edited out during the editing phase. So really, That's my favorite moments are like the bloopers. <laughs> like, oh, I just don't even know. I mean, well, at some point, have to figure out a system to like collect the bloopers because they yeah. are really funny. For me, the moment like hands down that like keeps popping up is our um our bio or by ho episode I can't remember part one or part two but when we were like going through and just like reading these bios and trying to channel that shit still takes me I was like I did not like obviously like I had seen these bios before we started recording but I don't know why that shit got so funny I, was I feel like, like we need to I'm do that hilarious. more often. I was like, maybe yes. like as we build like our following, you know, we'll have more people. Like we just yeah. need to send like ridiculous, like yes. uh, just yes. ridiculous yes. bios yes. because I think they're just so funny. So like, I mean, funny. the things that people write. So anyway, <laughs> yes, I, yeah, the bio, the bio. Oh my gosh. Yes. Just our that voice acting. Good. Our, yes. our voice, voice acting. Our voice yes. acting, I think has been, has been really great. So I appreciate that. Yes. And I think on the note of guests, I love the moments where like, there was a moment with Brian where I really thought he was going to like be on my side of whatever the issue was. And he was like, no. Like, I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? And that's where we're friends, the honesty. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and I mean, that's who I think when I think of someone who like, will give it to you straight, like mm-hmm. Brian, right? Absolutely. Um, I think Absolutely. I will, I will say one of my other favorite moments is like, I think the number of times your facial expressions, whenever I would get ready to like mention like exes or something. And I think you were like, oh, is this the, is this the moment Louise is about to drop names? I think that happened so many times and obviously the yeah. you can't see it, but it's like, I don't remember for which one. There's an episode where you were really like, oh, and I was like, no, but like the drama of it all, I think is really funny. So I'm keeping those people in suspense because one of these yes. One of these days, my facial expression is going to be ready and accurate and you're just going to be spewing them out and I'm just going to be sitting here like, and this has been another episode. 
<laughs> and scene. I'm telling you, the and last episode of this, or the last episode of this series. I can't wait. Like, literally by name, just be like, and. And you yeah. at 221 8th <laughs> Minster Street. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So that, I don't know. Yes. That has been my favorite moments, but I don't know. I think Definitely. I think one of the things that I know if this feels like we're talking about like things we're thankful for, and I know it's like the end of 2020, but yeah. I will say I think we're onto something with this podcast. I was in a um, you know, if, if you're on Clubhouse, please find us. But I was in the Clubhouse yes. room or I was in a room on Clubhouse um where people were talking about podcasting and one of the moderators was just their advice to someone who asked about should I start a podcast I can't remember what the full question was but they were like Mm -hmm. you basically are just forgetting to hit record and I'm really glad that between us we eventually got to a point where we're like we just need to hit record and we just kind of went into it because we were having such Mm -hmm. good conversations and um I don't know I just I really there's a lot of thoughts I have from that like that that room on clubhouse but i'm just really glad that mm-hmm. we throughout all of this have like hit record in our conversations and there have been moments where like oh, we can't talk about this now like we gotta wait yeah. we gotta wait um we're such content creators we have to save such, it yeah we, we gotta save it but i think it's just kind of like you know still throughout all of it like having fun keeping this like friendship going and it's you know i will say having a steady stream of podcast is out or sorry is putting out a steady stream of podcast episodes speaks really highly to our belief in this work um, because there's like millions of podcasts out there. Um, There's also Mm -hmm. such a huge number of them that haven't updated in the last six months. And so the fact that we're still doing this, you know, podcasting is a huge platform and everyone's in it, but there's Mm -hmm. some, not everyone's doing it for the long term, and you don't have to, because this could literally Mm -hmm. just be, I think, a journal this can be whatever you want mm-hmm. it to be but mm-hmm. we are I think have some some big goals for 2021 and I'm just really excited that I'm excited to see what uh what transpires in 2021 because we've given ourselves such a wonderful base um in 2020 with two seasons with our Definitely. guests with according cuties with people who just let us know that they listen and so yes. please keep letting us know because it keeps us going like Kate Definitely. is so good about doing that and yes I will so, get like, heartfelt. Yeah, no, I love. I love that you took it there because I. I was thinking. I was like, well, wow. Like it's been one. We've done our first year, I guess technically, um, as like a calendar year. But in this year, like we really kind of hit the reset and the restart button because we had this idea like a couple of years ago and kind of got started, but kind of got halted a little yeah. bit. And I was so excited when you're like, you know what? the world's falling apart. Let's podcast. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Like, let's hop back on and do it. And it's so funny. Cause like, there's definitely been days. Cause again, my default is always such that I could take a nap. Like I could do something active or just take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's been days where I'm like, I just want to take a nap. I love but, that. Like, <laughs> I love that you uh, hate cats, but you are, that's such a cat behavior. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess my Leo, my Linus, yes. my inner feline. <laughs> I'm like, I could just always not do anything and just be lazy. But I love, like, every time, and especially, like, on, because obviously, like, we both have jobs and things like that. And so after some long days, like, I'd be like, okay, I got to cook. I got to record. We got to do all these things. But every time we, like, get on here and you hit record, and I may or may not even realize it, like, it's just always, which, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just always a good time. And I'm always so energized. And I think that's really, like, where my amber version comes in. Because I'm like, once I'm like here with the people, I'm here, I'm excited. Yeah. But also like then once we like wrap up, I'm like, don't nobody talk to me. Let me sit alone in the dark and you know be under my blanket. But but, but I love biggest, but moments. some of the biggest like content creators are so shy and so introverted, right? Like that's true. But it's it's people come on when they have to record. But no, mm-hmm. I, I really do relate to like what you're saying because we keep each other going and even just having this I mean literally this is a standing appointment in my calendar yes Um, exactly and we know I know like literally on this day at this time we're recording and some moments we have the episode well thought out others we don't (laughs) and maybe y'all can tell but I will say I mean I think the the last comment that I'll really make is you know in the podcasting world it used to be um if, if uh, these industry experts on Clubhouse are right, it used to be like, okay, how many times were people playing your episode? And that mattered. 
then it was like, okay, well, how many times are people actually downloading your episode? But now mm-hmm. the big thing is how many people are actually listening, listening to all of your episode and where are they dropping off? And mm-hmm. after this room on Clubhouse, I went to look at some of those things because I had seen it, but I hadn't really thought about it. I was like, oh, and for the most part, I would say like 75% of our listeners actually listen to our whole podcast episode. And I think mm-hmm. that is really good because some of the industry experts are like, you should only literally be having more than an hour if you're a celebrity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. people don't want to hear people that long. But something, whether it's because most of our listeners are people that that know us and so they like hearing us or I don't know, but the statistics are there. And so they're telling us that people are, 75% of people are listening through the whole episode. Now, a quarter of y'all, get to it. <laughs> no, but, but. And it's your, I know we don't have commutes and so that makes it harder because a lot of right. people listen to podcasts while they commute. I actually listen to podcasts while I cook and I'm the slowest cooker. So like a long yeah, podcast episode is fine with me, but yeah, but yeah, everyone's different. But yeah, we, the, we appreciate all of you for sure. And the last, last thing I'll say <laughs> is- This is Lisa's soapbox. Get this to is it. My soapbox. So, but, um, uh, which I relate to the statistics. So I guess the statistic is out there that people uh, pick uh, seven podcasts that they routinely listen to, uh, which is- mm-hmm. I mean, that's scary, right? Seven podcasts that people listen to on average against a million podcast episodes. So if we are one of your seven, thank you so much. Like, it means a lot to us. We got on a couple people's top five, which I think we had noted before. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We cannot wait to bring you more episodes and more content and more just ideas and laughter. I think that has been honestly one of my favorite parts about this podcast and we've talked offline about this of like okay you know what's the tone like what's you know the purpose what's the goal here and I think I've always said like I wanted this to be a point of joy not only for us recording but for people who are listening and so like obviously like we go there we get vulnerable we have these really great conversations but there's there is a point at at least one point in every episode where I'm like cracking up like like listening back to it like as we're editing and as we're doing things and Sometimes those don't make it into the podcast, but I get the satisfaction of hearing all of them a couple of times. And and we usually do leave in some really good stuff too, of course. And so I I just love that this has been like my like weekly like laugh factory and just the engagement that we've built on social media has been really great. And so um, I echo everything that Louise said and, you know, that's that's it for 2020. And so be sure, especially for Dating Sunday, that you keep it cute and court with confidence. Bye. Bye. Oh, and Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all, to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye. Work.